Thanks for tuning into the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Like my website, I don't load my content with advertisements, but I do want to mention a couple of things I personally offer. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out my latest blog post and a popular article from my archive along with other valuable content I've come across from the previous week. My subscribers love getting their newsletter because it contains more than my own articles. Of course, it's free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Second, when you're ready to get serious about your health and fitness and want an efficient and effective program to follow, join Vigor Training. You get access to all of my workout programs for just $29 per month. Learn more and join at tomnicola.com slash vigor. That's V-I-G-O-R. On to the article. Distance learning and children's mental and physical health. With seemingly little regard for kids' mental and physical health, politicians, public health experts, and teachers upended the existing school system. They replaced it with a half-baked online distance learning solution. Surprisingly, there was little pushback on decisions that could have such catastrophic and long-lasting consequences as sending kids home to learn on a computer. For an adult, a year might seem like a small amount of time. For a child, it's 8% of their K-12 education. A school year averages 180 days. That's 180 days of learning to get along with other children, handling disagreements, celebrating accomplishments, sharing stories of their individual lives, which helps develop empathy, developing communication skills, and moving more than they do at home, though most schools don't provide a lot of activity anymore. Someone with an elementary level of critical thinking would have understood that sending kids home to learn on a computer would be a bad idea. Unfortunately, anyone who brought a reasonable argument against distance learning early on was labeled as a conspiracy theorist, a threat to public health, or censored or canceled by media platforms where they shared their message. The experiment on our youth will likely have a tragic effect, as research shows. Two recent studies show what many reasonably-minded people knew from the start. Distance learning is not only less effective for learning, but it also leads to worse mental and physical health for students. That's not to say the public school system is perfect as is. Far from it. The shift in ideologies spreading across school systems this past year poses a significant threat as well. But this article isn't about critical race theory, men using girls' bathrooms, or socialist indoctrination. And those ideologies pose a threat in an online setting as well as an in-person environment. Here, I merely call attention to the mental and physical health problems an online classroom creates. As a tax-paying American, you pay for the public school system. When you realize the damage it's doing, you may decide to get more involved with selecting the school board and making your voice heard throughout the local school system. If you have insights to share, please do so in the comments below. The Sedentary School System and Adult Health Problems Research has shown that a sedentary lifestyle causes a myriad of health problems in adults. Still, many adults unnecessarily accept that disease is a normal part of aging. But kids aren't supposed to develop the health problems of adults. 
They're supposed to create healthy, strong, and resilient bodies. Unfortunately, the way the public school system works today, kids remain sedentary for most, if not all, of the school day. According to the CDC, pre-COVID, only 3.7% of K-12 schools required daily physical education, <clears throat> or its equivalent. Said another way, 96.3% of K-12 schools did not require daily physical education, or its equivalent. Seriously, WTF? The human body thrives when it moves. It deteriorates when it sits. Inactivity causes damage to both the body and the brain. For a developing child, it may lead to long-term health problems and limited learning. Researchers in Finland looked at how sedentary time impacts systemic inflammation in kids. Systemic inflammation leads to heart disease, dementia, and numerous other health problems. The paper's authors concluded, quote, PA, or physical activity, was inversely and sedentary time directly associated with circulating levels of biomarkers of inflammation among children. Furthermore, we observed that PA, or physical activity, was inversely associated with these biomarkers for inflammation in children with a higher body fat percentage. The more sedentary kids are, the more systemic inflammation they create. The more inflammation they have, the earlier in life they'll succumb to disease. Kids with a higher body fat percentage are at a higher risk of elevated inflammation levels. Even at, at a young age, excess body fat can lead to significant health problems. Aside from the impact on systemic inflammation, more active kids do better academically. Again, this is straight from the CDC. Physically active students consistently outperform less active, unfit students academically in both the short and long term. Demonstrate better classroom behavior. Demonstrate a greater ability to focus. And report lower rates of absenteeism. Interestingly, as I was writing this article, another related study landed in my inbox, showing the impact cardiovascular health has on school grades. One of the authors explained, quote, physical fitness is related to better executive functions, and it is indeed executive functions that influence school performance, more specifically cognitive flexibility. Julian Channel, The Indirect Role of Executive Functions on the Relationship Between Cardiorespiratory Fitness and School Grades. So if kids consistently do better with more activity, why have schools taken that away? From bad to worse with distance learning. Things were bad enough before the COVID circus. In our stay home, stay safe world, most kids spend hours each day in front of a computer screen for their classrooms. It's hard enough for adults to work in a world of Zoom meetings. It's far more challenging for kids. Though a small percentage of schools have stayed open, and a small percentage of those have recess or physical education, most virtual classroom students spend their days sitting in front of a computer. Many also sit within an arm's reach of junk food in the kitchen. It's almost as though we're being set up to live in a world that, like that portrayed in WALL-E. If you haven't watched that movie, I highly recommend it. As an adult, it might be a little eye-opening when you consider today's circumstances. 
the CDC finally admitted that this is a problem. According to the study, quote, these findings suggest that virtual instruction might present more risks than it then does in-person instruction related to child and parental mental and emotional health and some health-supporting behaviors, such as engaging in physical activity with combined instruction falling between. At a certain point, if a parent made choices that risked the child's mental and physical well-being, Child Protective Services would intercede. Yet this issue seems to be far down the list of mainstream concerns. Instead, the focus remains on far-left ideologies instead. We all must do something. Unfortunately, parents can no longer trust schools have their kids' best interests in mind. Nor should they ever expect schools to teach them lessons they ought to learn from their parents, including good nutrition and physical activity. But most adults don't meet the minimal CDC recommendations for physical activity. If an adult doesn't make a concerted effort to get in enough exercise each day, he or she probably won't notice when their kids don't either. For that matter, parents who've come to accept their job is now a series of Zoom meetings might not notice how dysfunctional it is for their kids to be learning in a series of Zoom classes. If they've gotten used to talking with others while wearing masks, they won't notice the damage that mask wearing may have on their children wearing masks to play on a sports team or the playground. None of this is normal. And normal is a place we need to return before we forget what that is.